Whatever you're wearing right now, guess what? Mac Weldon is better. <gasps> Unless you you're Matt McConkey because he's wearing Mac Weldon. I'm pulling the in a in a very family friendly way. I'm uh-huh. showing the what was it called? The rim of your underwear? I think it's the waistband. More the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For well, the waistband of my underwear. I have seen the rim, and I uh, can vouch it is Mack Weldon. And it is better. It's, I love these underwear. They are my go-tos. Mm-hmm. I uh, love my sweats. I love my Mack Weldon sweats. Oh, yeah. Those are, oh, those are real juicy. Gway sweat. We're yes, talking, of course, are. about the Premium's Men's Essentials brand that believes in smart design and premium fabrics and simple shopping. That's right. Their underwear, socks, and shirts, they look good. They perform even better. What I'm wearing right now is from what, what is called their silver underwear line. Is that true? Uh, which are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. Oh. So they're great for the gym. And for life. Yeah. Hey, for workouts, weekends, and everything in between. That was not in the copy. I made that up. I like that. I like that a lot. You got a future in in pitchmaning. Thank you. Yeah. If you don't like your first pair of Mack Weldon whatevers, you can keep it, and they'll still refund you. No questions asked. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code HOMO at checkout. happening i guess oh i felt God. good that felt like a vocal warm-up yeah we're gonna we're gonna start doing improv exercises yeah. to kind of get us into the show yeah we're gonna show up in some loose fitting movement clothing mm-hmm. and we're just gonna really explore this we'll do some zip zap zap yes different sort of movement exercise viewpoints exercises uh-huh the um what a to do to die today at a minute or two till two that yeah kind of thing. yeah 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 i think that's what our listeners really uh crave uh, well, How are you, Matt McConkey? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Had a dream weekend. We had yeah. uh, parallel experiences. Yes, we did. Seeing the, the film of the year. Yeah. Well, we're talking, of course, about Mamma Mia Part 2. Uh-huh. Here we go again. And uh, by the way, we're going to be talking about this. We're recording. We're, we're, we're banking some episodes. So uh-huh. you're going to hear us talk about this probably more than once yeah. in coming weeks. Oh, it will come back. It will definitely come back. How can it not? So go see it so you're not left out of this convo. It is... Um, well, it's, the, it's quite simply the greatest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Um, I truly, like, frame for frame, derive more pleasure from it than from anything I've seen in a very, very long time. I, when the, the scene, the, you know, the, the biggest sort of set piece scene, which this is in the trailer, I'm not giving anything away, but uh-huh. the, when, the, when they do Dancing Queen in yeah. this, I was levitating out of my seat. Yes. with joy. Mm-hmm. I mean – Talk about a conflict-free movie. Yes. You know, conflict, of course, is the number one rule of any good storytelling. This movie has none. And you know what? I like it. It's I'd better like for more it. more conflict-free uh, yeah. films and, and shows. Yeah. Would you like a villain? Well, don't see Mamma Mia 2 because nope. you don't get one. Um, what a relief. Pardon? What a relief not to have one. What an incredible relief. What you have is is be- heaps of, of saffron rice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. You have throw pillows. You have beautiful um, Croatian vistas. Yeah. And then you have the music of ABBA. And guess what? You're going to recognize three of the 25 songs, but those three are great. Yeah. And the other 22 are also great. Even the ones that I don't remember, which is all 22 of them. Yeah. But at the time, it was like this is – it was like water to my soul. 
needed it. Needed it in the worst way. And what was your viewing experience? What, did Ben go? Uh, ben did go. We rounded up a posse of homosexuals. Uh, homosexual men, I should say. Um, there were, what, seven of us? Something like that. We went to the Arclight. Great. You know, had the appropriate number of rosés at the upstairs bar just nice. beforehand. Carried them in because you can do that because yeah. this is L.A. Um, I guess you can probably do that everywhere now. Theaters are dying for your business, so you can probably bring whatever you want. Yeah, um, yeah, and then we and then we watched it, and then um, and then we went to Covell and did not talk about it at all because <laughs> it's like it leaves you with nothing to think about or to discuss or debate. It asks nothing of you. Yeah, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah. You know, when someone tells you like this is a movie that makes you work for it, like, yeah. and you're like, oh god, no. Guess what? As, I as don't if everything work for in it. life wasn't fucking excruciating enough. Yeah, but this. God, what a delight. I – it really – the overall feeling that I had aside from joy leaving the theater was I need to get one of those, you know, sprays for a beachy hair. Oh, yeah, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like a sea wow, salt or a sand kind of great in your mane. It really would not be a bad thing, Matt. Let's be honest with ourselves. Um, Have you ever grown out your hair like longer? See, I've tried – every like four years I try because I'm like – I'm usually like, OK, it's – I did it a couple years ago. Maybe maybe three years ago. So I might be due again soon. But I keep thinking my hair is just going to be different and not grow itself out and make me look like I played <laughs> bass for Journey in 1978. You know what That's I mean? That's what happens? It just goes out. Yeah. But I, I feel like – But who knows? You're an editor for Esquire. That's like true. you can get at the right hair. Well, we can get our, our colleague Jonathan Van Ness can advise. Yes. How do we get this a full, you know full mane that I'm craving to see? You know what? That? I'm sorry to interrupt no. you, but the last time that I tried to grow it out, I was seeing – John was doing my hair. Oh. So he he guided me from much shorter to where I am now. And then I was like, I kind of want to grow it longer. And and I just remember the response being like not real encouraging. From you know, him. From oh, him. OK. Well, that's – But, you know, hair texture does change over the course of your life. So you never know. Maybe I'll be one of those Graydon Carter dudes who's like, you know – like shoulder length hair in my fifties and sixties. Who knows? Oh, Graydon Carter wishes. Yeah, yeah I mean, Graydon, Graydon Carter, Carter would do anything for so this much. hairline I'm looking at. Oh, thank you. So, okay, let's. Can we discuss Mamma Mia and the and the themes? Oh, um, yeah. Which are which of the adult fathers would you? Oh, we got our Stellan Skarsgård. Uh-huh. We got our Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, we got our Colin Firth. I feel like there's one correct answer. I uh, well. Can we throw in one other adult male who's in the cast, which is Andy Garcia? Yes. Yes, we can. Because I think I would probably Andy Garcia. Probably Andy Garcia, huh? Interesting. <gasps> no. You know who? Who? You know who? Okay. Tell There's who. another character, a side character, yeah. who is introduced in the flashbacks where he's trying to get to shore. Yes. To, to, and then they meet him again later. Uh-huh. And it's the same guy, but he's kind of bald. Him. The later one. The, the later one. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You? Uh, for me, Colin Firth. Kind of basic. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why I'm surprised, actually. Yeah. That tracks. That tracks. Uh, which of the younger fathers? Okay. In the younger ones, I'm forgetting who's who. Uh, but in the younger ones, I'm going to say the blonde on, yeah, the, so on the sailboat. Young Stellan Skarsgård. He's young Stellan Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah There's I a think... very confusing bit where we cut to future Stellan Skarsgård, but he's got a giant double chin and he's in a fat suit. Yeah. And it's kind of connected to like, wh- I guess he has a twin. Yeah. And he's using his twin to accept an award on his behalf so, so that he, he can, can go to 
the the Mamma Mia party? Yeah, go to the thing. That, what is it? We're not really sure. They're opening a hotel, a hotel or opening. something. But didn't wasn't it already a hotel in the first one? I didn't see the first one. Oh, that's right, you didn't, did you? Uh, well, we also, I think, unless this is just like I'm I'm projecting, but I think at the end of the first one, we realized that the Colin Firth character is gay. What? Yeah, but in in two, we don't really explore that theme at all. Now, where are you? you didn't see part one either. Yes, but I did. Oh, I thought that you were like me going in with fresh eyes. No, no. You saw part one. Oh, I saw part one. I saw part one in the optimal viewing conditions. What's that? Palm Springs. Uh, daytime screening, right? It was like 140 degrees outside, so you couldn't do – you couldn't even like be in a pool comfortably. So everyone went to the movies and we were seated right in front of a, um, a budding young gay man, um, oh. like an eight-year-old, very effeminate kid. Who yeah. was um, – who like after every big musical number went, oh, my god. Like exactly <laughs> like that. And it was like this is blowing this child's mind. His joy is infectious. Like I probably would have hated the mo- – I would have like – Yeah, yeah. I was less evolved at the time and probably would have reflexively hated it if not for seeing how nourishing it was for the kid behind Oh, I 100 percent would have been that kid and had that reaction. Yes. That kid's a freshman in college now and I hope he's having a great time. Oh, I assume. I, I hope he saw Mamma Mia too this weekend. Oh, he did. Yeah. Please. He has a strong emotional connection to the material. Um, I once in Palm Springs – had a not a similar experience, but a big just a, a, a gay milestone was reached when we went into a, a novelty sock store. Yes, and Kate Blanchett was there with her whole family shopping for what? novelty socks. What? Because it was the weekend of the Palm Springs Film Festival, I think. What? We were just the just happened to be there at the same time. Yeah, and we hear this like booming. Is she Australian? I think she Whatever is. she is, accent, yeah. familiar voice from mm-hmm. being like, aren't these terrific? Oh, look at these. Aren't they wonderful? Like she's literally her Blue Jasmine oh. character in a novelty sock store being like, this one's Fred Flintstone and this one's a pizza, you know. And there were like five of us that had all been like, why are we even in this store? And suddenly just turned and were staring inside like, is this really happening? And – um Oh, yeah. Boy. And I reacted the same way that eight-year-old boy. I guess that's of the course. Connection. Of course. Oh, what lives we get what to lead, lives. huh? God, and what guests we get to have on this show. How about that segue? I mean, uh, this guest is going to be with us, not literally, but he, we will we'll all be at the Montreal at uh, yeah. Just for Laughs. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. He's uh, one of the founding members of Kids in the Hall. Yep. He's a goddamn legend. Uh, so super funny. We uh, we really get into it. We really get into it. Yeah. And uh, he's got a very funny comedy album out that you can get on Apple Music. It's called Not a Fan. Uh huh. And his name is Scott Thompson. And he's coming. Folks, it we are back. Is happening. It is really happening. I told our guest that Michael referred to him as iconic. This yeah, no, it's true. The most impressed he's ever been. That is over no a guest exaggeration. That we've had Scott Thompson. Are you guys talking here. about me? Because I, I don't have my headphones working. So, you. oh, I just heard the word iconic, and I thought it must you, be, it must be me. You answered to it. Be there we go. So, Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson. <laughs> hey, how you What's doing? What's happening? How are you? I'm very, very, very well. Very, 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 very well. <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. So you took me by surprise with that question. Like I didn't expect that one. 
I was expecting a lot of like real hardball questions. Then uh, you ask me how I'm doing. I'm uh, like, I, I don't know. It. I'm thrown by that. For I'm doing very well, actually. It. Yeah. Good. We're so happy to have you. We were uh, very hyped to know that we would be at Just for Last at the same time, hoping we would oh. see you there. It didn't work out to do the live show together, uh-huh. but this is even better. But we, we hope to uh, carouse in, uh, in Montreal. Oh, that'll you. be fun. Yes. Of course. I mean, if you don't have fun in Montreal, you're dead. Really? Yeah. Yes. What's uh, what's good stuff to do in Montreal? Well, you know, um, the bars are great. Um, the people are great. The food is great. Um, the cruising's fantastic. I know you're going to get into that oh, later. Sure. <laughs> um, what, I, there's nothing not to love about Montreal. Okay. Really. And then, and then the festival. It's, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. I've had a lot of fun in Montreal. Great. Can't wait. So when you're not touring, uh, when you're not doing a Million Earwolf podcast, mm-hmm. um, what are you watching at home? Right now I'm watching Marcella. I just finished the first season of Marcella. Have you I ever seen that? that is. It's a British that series about a woman with anger problems. Mm. She's quite violent, uh-huh. and um, she's a detective, and she's been given, I guess, leave for you know her anger problems, and then they bring her back because to solve this uh, crime, the serial killer, and it's fantastic. I just finished it the other night, the first season of it, and I just started the second season. That's a deep cut. I've, I've never. It is. It's one of those British series with sure. like a, a flawed female heroine yeah. and um, really, really dark, dark murders. Who this plays is, her? Uh, what's her um, Ariel, not Ariel, Faye. That would be a, a witch from King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, Ariel? Ariel, something, Ariel, mm-hmm. Linda Friel, Amanda Friel, help me, Anna Friel. Anna Friel. No okay. Wow. Well okay. done, Dave. Um, Anna Friel, yes. All right. She's I'm in. very intense. I like her. Oh, my god. That gosh, sounds right up my alley. Oh, it's intense. Like, she gives a performance that is on, just on the edge of hysteria. Mm. And um, you're going. Can this sustain itself? Because she's she's she keeps having uh, breakdowns and lost time. And then when she wakes up, she's covered with blood, or she someone's got a black eye around her. So she's she's quite a problematic heroine. And uh, you don't know if she's actually maybe the killer. So it's uh, it's a fantastic show. Yeah, all right. great. I'm checking out Marcella. And another uh, one I love is another British series called The Detectorist. Uh-huh. Don't know that? It. It's a very You're schooling us. It's a lovely little series. It's very, very little, excuse me, happens. It's just about these two goofy guys in England who basically are metal detectors. And it's just this their little world. And they're just looking for buried treasure. And they come across like an old like uh, sh- the wreckage of a ship from like ancient days. I'm, I, I don't know what those days would be, yeah. but uh, the days of Morgan Le Fay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, it's just their their lives as um, metal detectors. It's a very small show. Like no, there's no murders, there's no dragons, but it's just beautifully acted uh-huh. and beautifully written. And are you getting these because you live in Canada and you get ITV? No, no, I'm getting this on Netflix. You can get it too. Okay. Although there is there is some truth to that Um, because Canadians do we do grow up between the two. Can I say monsters? Sure. (laughs) Yeah, feels right. We get your culture from both monsters. Um, I read recently <laughs> where you talked about, uh, speaking of deep cuts, a Canadian show, a, a, new, a newfie. Am I allowed to use the word newfie? No, you're not. I'm not. Oh, I'm not allowed to use the word newfie. Explain. <laughs> you won't get in trouble, but I wouldn't say it. That's newfie a is, is a slur yeah. in Canada, yeah. I For did what? Not know that. For a person from Newfoundland. Oh. So I guess it would be um, analogous, maybe a Pollock. 
Uh, okay. It's, it's about that, like WAP, Pollock, Newfie. Those, gotcha. That kind of weight. Uh-huh. So it's not like up with the other ones, but it's, and it wouldn't have any, outside off the rock, which is what they call Newfoundland. Right. You, you wouldn't, and you don't hear it. You used to hear it a lot when I was a kid. And they would, there was a whole series of newfie jokes were a thing in Canada. It was like, how many newfies does it take to do this? How many newfies does it take to do that? So how, how many? Yeah. Seven. Okay. Whatever it is, it's always, Consistent. it's always seven. Consistency. That's so it was the, uh, like, you know, like every country has that. Like, you know, like, you know, you'll have the Irish or here, you'll have like the Southerners, whatever. It's, they were always the people that were considered the dumb part of the country, mm-hmm. which isn't true. They're actually the funny part of the country. Uh, Newfoundland's sort of the funny bone of the Anglophone part of Canada. Mm-hmm. Uh, English, which means English. Uh-huh. Um, they have a very thick accent. Yeah. So it's almost impenetrable to the outside world. I mean, we can barely understand it. <laughs> and so the, the Codco, which is the show I was talking yeah. about, is a very big influence on any Canadian comedian. But it's very, it's very ethnically specific. It never traveled. Unlike the kids in the hall, we speak in pretty much, we sound like you, mm-hmm. pretty much. We can pass. I got you. And um, so it never went up. But in Canada, it's very, very influential. And, and everybody from that show, like I guess like on Saturday Night Live or whatever, they went on to kind of dominate Canadian comedy. So they're all over the place, you know, as writers, as directors, producers. Mm-hmm. But that, there's this little core group that came from Newfoundland like 30 years ago. And they, they really are the backbone of Canadian comedy. Wow. And they're very, they're, we were, the kids in the hall and Codco used to run in an hour block when we first came out, like from 89 to 95, when our show was first, you know, on the air. And it would be um, 9 to 9.30, them, and then 9.30 to 10, us. So it was this hour of like really, really wild comedy and un, not uncensored, but I mean, you couldn't do what we did then today. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was an amazing hour, and so they, that was that. That was the, who I was talking about. They're a huge influence on me. And you guys were airing in the U.S. at the same time. We right? were, yes. And so, was there any beef between the kids in the hall and the Codco guys because you were the ones that well, crossed I th- over? I think there's pro- probably some jealousy. Yeah, yeah I, I would think so. Yeah, I, I would expect so. I mean, they might not say that, but I would expect if I had been from Codco. And um, I wasn't able to shake my accent. Yeah, I'd probably be a little <laughs> jealous. Sure. And it's not that they don't shake their accent. It's just that, you know, you are a people that have a hard time with accents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Yeah. And it's very it, – it, it's, it's themes and it's satire are about things that are very specific to that part of the world. Like they were, I would say like, you know, we had certain obsessions like office work and suburban life and the family and they were, their main obsession was religion. Mm. So they were. That's a tougher sell. Nasty, yeah. nasty towards religion. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, that'll stop you in America. Oh yeah. For sure. Oh my God. They were just, they were unbelievable. They, so, were, they went after every, they went after the Pope every week. Oh wow. Yeah. And is this streaming anywhere? Huh? Is this true? You can see it. It's on YouTube. You can see yeah. them. But yeah, but I definitely, if you know, if you like, you know, if you like, if, if you like Irish comedy or English comedy or Scott, you'll, you'll get it. Uh-huh. It just, it takes a little bit to get your ear around it. And then, but once you get into it, it's so worthwhile. It's very, very dark comedy, really. They, and they're like us that they, they all did. We both, um, we did a lot of, um, can we say gender fuckery? Yeah. Uh, they, their, their women played men and their men played women. We were v- very, 
uh, we were a very um, the both groups were were really into um, cross dressing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and do you have the thing where, uh, as as someone who is such a comedy trailblazer, that you don't love watching? comedy because it feels like no i love watching comedy yeah i do i even love watching us which is weird like i yeah i do it's gotta be nice yeah so do i i do who in the current world of comedy do you love well i think my favorite stand-up comedian right now would be ali wong yeah Mm. that's my absolute favorite special on netflix um i love dave Chappelle's new specials i love ali wong um I love John Mulaney. Uh, I think his special is fantastic. Um, but those are the names that come to me right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. But on ne- in terms of the Netflix specials, Ali Wong, the, the new one as well as the old one. Okay. Yeah, I, she's my favorite stand-up right now. Are there sketch groups you like? Well, sketch groups, I don't – well, there are. But like right now, I don't know. Is doesn't doesn't seem like sketch is having a moment, does it? You're not it feels like SNL every week. I take it. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Unless Lauren's listening, and yeah, <laughs> every is, week he's a big fan of homophilia. <laughs> yeah, um, sends us um, mail. You know, of course, I'll, I'll tune into uh, SNL when I watch it. But I'm thinking of like, there's no Amy Schumer on TV. There's no Broad City. Right, there's right. no yeah, no Key and Peele. I don't think what's on. There's I mean, no Nick there's, Kroll. There's a lot I, mean, of, like, I love all those YouTube people. Groups and but I, I, d- I don't really know them. But I'm trying very hard to think about. Um, oh, I, there's a Canadian show called Baroness, Baroness von Sketch, which I'm a huge fan of. Baroness, okay. and that's four Sketch. women, uh-huh. and they're very big in Canada. I think they're getting big here. They're on IFC here. Okay, great. But I can't think of any American sketch shows right now. Am I wrong? Am I? Uh, I got you nothing. Are not wrong. And I mean, three years ago, it would have been a different story. But now yeah. it seems like they need a sketch show. Hmm. Okay. They need Scott Thompson. Mm. Come on now. You know what? Have and you... they, need, they need like a real mature person to lead a sketch group. Mm. Yeah. The, seed, the seed was planted. That, that would evening. be nice. Seasoned <laughs> sketch comic. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think sketch comedy is it's my most favorite thing to do. Like in terms of comedy, there's nothing more fun right. yeah. than sketch comedy. Yeah. I mean, it's you get an idea, yeah. you flesh it out, yeah. you're in, you're out. Yeah. You get to play a character, you produce yeah. it, you write it. You get to take a little – it's like a song. They're like songs or short stories, and um, they're my absolute favorite form of, of any kind of work. That's my favorite thing, a sketch. That really came through. I think it – yeah. I think there's a lot of joy in our work. Yeah. Um, we're very in love with each other. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's, it's a simple answer. People always say, what, what's the secret? It's, it's kind of, that's it. Yeah. I'm not saying that we didn't, uh, um, hate each other and that we didn't like come to blows. Of course. But yeah. I think deep down we all still, we really love each other. Like I had lunch with Bruce yesterday. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I hit him. I mean, he said something nasty I didn't like. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> Punched him. It's Punched volatile. Him. Great. Yep. It's charged. Yeah, it is charged. That's yeah. I, Dave and I do that all the time. We really do. We duke it out in between. Uh, it, it, I, have you seen Detroiters? No, but I oh. hear great things about it. It is a great show. It is a very funny show. That's it is, then I will check that out. Yeah, it is not exactly a sketch show, but there are a lot of little like set pieces. Okay, that, that are uh, it's, it's very very. That's funny. definitely one I want to check out. Yeah, I think um, you enjoy it. It's nearly Canadian. They're all the way up there. Well, yeah, that is pretty close to yeah. Canada, uh-huh. um, Detroit. You, I mean, there's, I mean, there's. It's a sad city. <laughs> if they can find comedy there, that's something. Yeah, they sounds do. like they are. They do. 
Uh, what are you embarrassed to say that you enjoy? Or are you embarrassable in that? Oh. In that uh, Poppers? Okay. <laughs> I'm looking no, right at you. <laughs> I was pegged as the poppers guy. Uh-huh. You a poppers queen? <laughs> <laughs> no, not since 01. Just don't go blind. Is yeah. the thing. Like, aren't there certain, like... Strange brands, brands a that will make you go blind. There was a rash of like, who am I talking to? I, I can't quite identify the voice. <laughs> no, I'm, I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. No, it was tra- it's a couple years ago. There, a oh. bunch of people went Though blind. It, must have been a bat. it was a bad. Oh, like it was a bad batch. It could have been a bad like batch, those, and it wasn't for everyone. But it was like some people had some genetic thing, like that bad. Like oh. they had quite often. You, like about every year in India, there's a bad batch of moonshine, and like a hundred people will die. Really, things like that. But you know, the last time I did a podcast. Here. This is very funny. One of the guys, I'm not going to say who it is, because I'm not going to sell him out, but he gave me a little gift. <laughs> it was a bottle of artisanal poppers. Yes. Wow. Are There's you- small batch fucking poppers now. It's poppers. Yes. Oh, it's hilarious. At this Bears in a- Space, they had a little tent. Artisanal. Uh, a it's- podcast host in the, in these hollowed halls? A gay guy that was on um, Spontaneous Nation with me. I can't remember oh. his name right now. Okay. But he well, did. He- <laughs> I lo- okay, well, obviously, we're going to do the research. I think that's but, hilarious. Uh, yeah, they had- poppers. They- it's like artisanal fentanyl. Uh-huh. You, know, you don't want to die at the hands of a corporate drug. You want to die at the hands of a drug that four hippies made. Made at home with love. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Love and attention to detail. Small bags, fentanyl. jar. (laughs) But no, is there like, is there pop culture stuff? Is there pop culture stuff that that you hesitate to say? The Kardashians. Do you really? I have been aboard their train from day one. Wow, unexpected. I know. And I mean, you know, and I'm not saying that they aren't a symbol of the decline of our culture and this once great nation, but I'm still a very big fan. It's very comforting. I don't know what it is. I remember the very, I saw the very first episode many years ago. What is it? 30 years ago? Yes. (laughs) And I went, oh, this is charming. Uh (laughs) And I also, I have to be honest, I was very taken by Kim's beauty. I think she's such an extraordinary beauty. (laughs) Listen to me talk about Kim K. Hot take from Uh, Scott. And I don't know. And I find her deep down a nice person. And I find Kris Jenner, I think she's quite a, quite a marketing genius. I agree. And she might be, you think to yourself, is she a bat? I know he, your dog, Faye, Faye. does not want me to like the Kardashians. No, she's upset. And She's like, we're a housewives. Because I had a discussion with someone recently about, um, is Kris Jenner a good mother or a bad mother? Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, she's a bad mother because she hoard her girls out and she turned them all into Pop-Tarts, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then I go, yes, but she made sure that all of her children are always going to be financially yeah. secure. Billionaires. True. And that's well, a a, what a good parent does. Yes, she's warped their minds and she's turned them into products and they could uh-huh. never really mm-hmm. escape the glare, which is going to haunt them for the rest of their lives and they'll long <laughs> to end up tragically. But for most of their lives, until it all goes sideways, they're going to be quite content. And they're they're going to be comfortable. Brought, they've brought you some joy. They have, and I keep trying to like turn on them. Uh-huh. But then, I don't know, Chloe will do something or yeah. Courtney will do something crazy. <laughs> and I'm back, back aboard. And then yesterday, is it is it Kendall or Kylie was named? Um, Kylie. <laughs> Kylie. And I do love. I mean, they, they are redefining irony. First self-made 
female billionaire, uh-huh. right? Is yeah. that what they said? Yeah. And, with that, and the fact that they can actually, without irony, without smirking, say that she's self-made is fantastic. Yeah. It's amazing. Like as if she like, you know, she lifted herself up from the bootstraps. Yeah. Started I mean? in the mail room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She remembers as, a, as an 11-year-old girl dancing on that pole dancing uh-huh. and thinking, my family's only worth $100 million. Right. When I get off this pole, <laughs> I'm going to be worth a billion. And yes, okay, now, I'm now, okay, yes, it seems like I'm attacking her. No. But she didn't have to do that. She could have just taken her money and partied it away and spent it all on lip fillers. Mm-hmm. And she has. She so, didn't. She didn't. She's so, bold. So, um, I do find them, I find them fascinating, and I find the whole uh, a Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner thing fascinating. No, where are you with Caitlyn now? Well, I don't, you know, a Caitlyn I keep trying to turn on as well. Keep trying? And then she does something where I go, oh. Like, that was the other day I saw this thing with uh, the last episode where Kim was having some trouble, and Caitlyn came over and gave her some very good advice. Oh, and I was God. back aboard. Yeah. Uh, was there ever a time you found Rob attractive? Yesterday. Yeah? Still? Because it was an old one. Mm. Oh, okay. Before I got fat. Okay, so and not still. <laughs> no, I don't any longer. No. Not that I'm, a, I'm not like against fat men. Like as, <laughs> a, as like, um, um, in, there are fat men in my spank bank, but they have to be, you know, they have, they can be a little, but he, he got a little too big. Yeah. Gotcha, he's, gotcha. But it's not yeah. a healthy big. No, no. no I, I think I was most attracted to Rob when mm. he was hanging out with Lamar. I think okay. that that Those romance are, I really liked. Yeah. I really liked that romance. I thought they were really good. That was together. a great time for the family. <laughs> Do you remember? So, so you remember special. Lamar? Yeah. And that was the. I think that was the last time Rob was happy. Yeah, because I think very soon after he met Black China, and that was the end. She is. I know we can't yeah, even go we there. We can't even. She's just no. She's just toxic. She you think is, so, huh? She's toxic. Oh yeah. She, you, you just. I'm sorry. You see Black China coming. You just. You, you block away. You block away. You have to. Yeah. She's just not good for mm-hmm. Rob, and I'm hoping that Rob's going to get over it. Um, <laughs> I think it's possible. It is. He should He's do a bright sh- future. He should do a spinoff show with the Osborne girl that didn't participate. Mm-hmm. Amy. Oh, Amy. You, yeah. didn't you, know Amy. you like reality shows. I don't. Well, well why, I do like Why some. do you know that obscure Well, because I worked there when that show started. Oh, you did? And it was a big deal that ah, she wasn't participating. Yeah. And, yeah. So what's her story? Why did she? She just didn't want to. She was like 18, and she was like, this, I don't feel like being on this show. And what she was a, old enough to move out, so she moved out. She has girl. dignity? Is yeah. what you're saying? Yeah, I, something like that. Odd. Very odd. I, that yeah. is fascinating. Not a thing you I did. I must say, I've always thought, I'd love to meet her and ask her, wow, that was very cool of you to do that. Would you know her if you saw her? Excuse you me. may have no. I, 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 she might be in this room right now. Every oh, time guys, you meet, meet an Amy from here on out, Amy Osborne. Ask if it's Amy Osborne. <laughs> now that was spelled. Was it like A I M E E with yeah. an accent? Uh-huh. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. definitely. <sighs> That's a Canadian burn too. <laughs> Putting in an accent, good. Oh Lord! Did and you, then having Americans having to find it on their, on their oh, keyboard. Uh-huh. Forget I it. Find I, it. I Google it and then I copy that and then I paste it in and then the fonts and the size is all fucked up. That's how I do it. Did you get into the Eugene Simmons family reality show? Mm. Yes. Did you? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, even though I don't really like him. No, he's he kinda, impossible I, to I, like. He, he's just, his arrogance is very off-putting. It's gross. But I found the children remarkably attractive. And then I found out how old they were, and then I said they weren't. Uh, mm. Do you remember how 
good looking the daughter I was? I don't. <laughs> she was like 13. And oh, I went, wow. she was beautiful. I'm going to look this up right no, now. No, she was crazy sexy. And then I went, oh. I mean, and then I said, oh, I'm gay, so I get away with it. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. Simmons too. Family Jewels was the show. Yeah, right? and I, sure. so I know. I mean, I watched it, but I didn't, I didn't fall. I, I wasn't uh, a bored, really. I, oh, probably, yeah, she's beautiful. But she, she was gorgeous. And, oh, uh, see, he's got a, he's got, his lips are. Yeah, I remember when they got. The, I remember when they got plastic surgery together. Did you remember when they got the facelifts together? I, never really watched I did, mm-hmm. and I probably was aboard for one reason. And this is a very petty reason because he's married to a Canadian, uh-huh. a Newfie. Oh, his Shannon wife, Tweed is a is Shannon a Tweed's a Newf. I'll be there. You could say Newf is okay. Oh, a Newf. She's a Newf. Newf is okay. Newfie is not. Newfoundlander. Shannon Tweed is a Canadian icon. She is from Newfoundland, and she was Miss Canada. Oh wow! Yeah, would you have known if she, if, if you didn't know? Would you have been able to tell that she was a noof? Yes. Yeah. Although she's definitely worked to get rid of her accent, but I I, I can I can hear her Canadian. Yes, when she can, I close her my eyes, I know she's your Canadian. Your new star but, is. Very I wouldn't strong. know that. <laughs> I mean, she doesn't have a thick accent, but she's definitely Canadian. But it's there. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, my mom was in town last Christmas, and we swung by. There's a little coffee shop at the Beverly Hills Hotel uh-huh. that she likes to pop in. And Christmas morning, the whole Simmons family was there in matching footy pajamas. Wow. And like, and people were asking for pictures and autographs, and they were like, "We don't want the attention. Like, get, get the fuck out of here." Oh, yes, yeah. first of all, look at all of you. Were the cam- and, Were there cameras there? There were no cameras. There. Okay, wow. But like, literally matching footy pajamas. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And the kids are like in their twenties now. Surely, yeah. Are they still good looking? Because those are good looking kids. Uh, yeah, I guess they were. They were like attractive. the kids in line, the witch in the wardrobe. Remember the two oldest kids? Yes, they were good looking kids. They were. <laughs> Did you remember? Yes, Peter and Susan. Yes, unbelievable looking. The lips on those beautiful. kids. Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, lips you have on them. Have a moment. Can we talk about this? The the lips on those kids. Yes, those. You can't even conjure an image. Oh, lying the witch in the wardrobe. Yeah, unbelievable. Four beautiful white children with giant <laughs> lips. Gorgeous <laughs> lips. I had that with uh, Josh Hutcherson. Does he have gorgeous lips? Oh. No, no. Oh, he has no lips. Doesn't uh, he? he doesn't have. I don't. I, the lips don't stick out to me. But he's got a great jawline. Um, and uh, yeah, I was attracted to him. And then I was like, Oh no! This well, I just like any white child. white person has big lips because I always had big lips as a kid, and uh-huh. I got I got tormented about it. Yeah. So um, and Lion Witch and Wardrobe was like my favorite. But I remember thinking, God, those are good looking. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe how I'm talking. <laughs> This episode is going to be three minutes long. Okay, from all no, the things that we have no. Cut out. Let's talk about someone that I find attractive. That's Old. age appropriate. Yeah, Clive Owen. Sure. Please. Yesterday I watched Children of Men again. Oh my god. Yeah, lovely. He's in his prime. Yeah. Have you ever seen Children of Men? Of course. Great movie. Yeah. Oh god, delicious. I, he is so beautiful. Anyways, he's never done it for me. Oh, uh, well, we're going to take our break and uh, we'll be back. <laughs> well, forhims.com. Here's one thing I know for sure, man. What's that? Forhims.com. It's a one stop shop for hair loss, yep. for skincare, yep. for sexual wellness. For him. Oh, baby, baby. All the, th- the three things I care about most. Yes. And you do too, listener. Absolutely. Uh, here's what they do. Uh, they give you well-known generic equivalents to the name brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair, to help you keep, you know, everything moving and grooving downstairs, uh-huh. to keep your skin a-glowing, 
etc. Um, you can see some before and after photos posted by real clients uh, on forhims.com. These are FDA-approved prescription solutions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Meaning you're getting prescription-level stuff backed by science, but you don't have to go to a waiting room. You yeah. don't have to have any awkward doctor visits. You can do it at home in your underpants. Just answer a few quick questions, upload a couple photos. A doctor will prescribe you the prescription meds that you need, and then they'll be shipped right to your door. What a no, dream experience. Yeah, no, it's the truth. So I feel like it should be called formes.com because this sounds like it's for me. Well, then guess what? Listeners of Homophilia or hosts of Homophilia get a trial month of hymns for just five bucks today, right now, while supplies last. Go to the website for full details. That website, for hymns, F O R H I M S, that can. Go to forhims.com slash homo. That's forhims.com slash homo. Do it. You're beautiful. Oh my God. Off book. Off book. Oh, it is so funny. Off book, off book. They started uh, around the same time as us. That's true. Earwolf. We're like in the same pledge class. Yeah, exactly. And I feel I feel so proud of them in a weird way. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know them, but I take ownership over their success. As you should. It's so We came up good. together. Yeah. yeah. I was singing their praises early on. Anyway, Off Book is an improvised musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's with Jess McKenna and Zach Reno. Uh-huh. They improvise a brand new musical with a special guest, a piano player, a drummer, uh, a whole band. Who's, so you, you might have heard them uh, bleed into our show a time or two. Who's playing drums for them? But did, have you heard? I don't know. Do you know? Dana Wickens. Is that true? Our producer who's sitting no here right now. kidding. So you could basically say that we're producing their show. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's a bit of a leap. But I'd, I wish I could say that because I love that show so much. That's a great one. The guests are super good. They're people you know and love from the world of comedy, the world of Broadway, other worlds. Anyway, listen and subscribe to Off Book wherever you get your podcast fix. And we're back. We're back. Oh, we're back. With yeah. Scott Thompson. I just realized the kids online, which in wardrobe, are not attractive. They're children. I mean, they're honestly. Children. The oldest kids, come on. They were in their 20s, though. Come on. That, you know, prob- I, probably. I'm just assuming they were over 18, <laughs> like, like <laughs> most teen actors are. It's Peter and Susan. They were. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. <laughs> Gorgeous model faces. And, and they look like siblings. Which is, yeah, is so rare in a movie or yeah, TV. True. I love when siblings look like siblings. Right. Anyway, right. sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, and, when I, and Josh Hutcherson, I was like, he will eventually be attractive. Is what was going on in my head. He was always safe. I, I, yes. I think he was already an adult when he was playing a teenager, and he was maybe fine then. Maybe. Maybe. Whatever. I don't know. He oh oh Pita he's Pita from I'm getting him confused with you know the one from Twilight uh, who's the oh Robert Pattinson no the other one from Taylor Lautner Taylor Lautner oh that did turn my head oh well he's sexy as hell do you think so Taylor Lautner oh god yeah really I find him utterly without sex appeal gorgeous no he's Robert Pattinson I think is beautiful. Robert Price is yeah. beautiful, but he doesn't turn me on. Yeah. Um, Taylor Lautner turns yeah. me on. Wow. I don't like a delicate bone. No, I don't like gentleman. delicate either. I like I like manly. See, he's got a beautiful face, but he's still he's like rugged. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about rugged, but he's not nice. his butt he's not like Robert Pattinson? Robert Pattinson. He's not no, like super he's, wavy, he's twiggy. Skinny. He's twiggy. He's not though. Bummed a cigarette from me outside La Poubelle once. Wow. Not to brag. Ah. I think he's an interesting <laughs> character, yeah. Robert Pattinson. Yeah, I was is. bragging that I smoked cigarettes before. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be cool. Anyway, 
Uh, Tale of Lawton and me. I'm not going to let this go. Well, he's is, a he's a werewolf, and that's always sexier than a vampire. Oh, but he's in not my convincing mind. as a werewolf. Oh, you know, here's what it is. Uh, Michael taught me this: that you can break down all people in three categories. Okay. They are either muffins, horses, or birds. And oh, okay. muffins, in my mind, tend to be the most attractive people. Now, Robert Pattinson is a bird. Taylor Lautner, classic muffin. Now, a horse. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But later on, uh-huh. when we think of a of a, of a classic horse, I don't, even, I don't uh-huh. even understand though. Yeah, I don't. Even it's one's an animal. Physical, one's a, uh, well, I know. Yeah, uh, it, food stuff. It's it's like apples and oranges, except it's muffins, birds, and horses. Why would a muffin be more attractive than a horse? Because horses are hot. Well, yeah. it's to it's each strong. his own. And some muff. Oh, okay, you know, classic horses. Adam Driver. That's a horse. Because he's ugly, sure. and just has a horse. You, 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 you know that. Ask your boyfriend about this phrase, "jolie led." Jolie led. I love that expression. You know it, eh? Yeah. It means ugly, beautiful. Oh, and yeah, he's like that. Sandra Bernhardt. He's, that. he's like yes, she's that. Yes, uh, uh, Gerard Depardieu is jolie yes, led, totally. and the guy you yeah. just said is jolie led. Yeah, yeah. Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver. yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like a kind of, they're not physically beautiful, but they have like an essence. You yes. Know? Yeah. And uh, it's, I love, that's my favorite type. They overcome what might be seen as some unattractive qualities. Because yeah. they have a, they have just a sexual vibe. Yeah. Right. Were you involved in the big dick energy conversation of just a couple of weeks ago? No. What's that? Well, um, you know, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live? Uh, yeah. He's the one with Ariel Grande. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Uh, the, is it Ariel Grande? Ariana. Uh, I said Ariel so much that I really want to <laughs> say Ariel. I appreciated that you didn't like know her name off the top. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that speaks well to your character. Yes. Um, but she, uh, yeah, so she's going out with uh, Pete Davidson, who is not attractive, but does have something. Oh, he's 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 a bit jolie led. He is a little yeah, jolie led. Yeah. And the speculation is lips. that he's just hung like. A oh, horse, right? he looks a horse. like a big one. He looks like he's got a big he, one. So uh, there you go. So he's, he's got absolute, big dick energy. Absolutely, he has yes. big dick energy. Yes. yes. Yeah, I don't he, know what that is, but yes, he does. Well, he yeah, it's just it is a confidence that is relaxed. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's not cockiness. It's not brashness. It's yeah. just like a chilled out sort of. Yeah. No thirst. thirst. Like overtly no thirst. macho is always a tell for me. Yeah. Where I'm thinking they might not be so big. But yeah. when that man is just purely comfortable, especially if he's a small man, you're going, he's got a big one. Yeah. He's got a big old dick. I love a small guy with a big dick. <laughs> Who doesn't? I, I, I do. I do. I mean, I'm not even a size queen, but I mean, I, you know what I mean? I mean, sure. But. If Who doesn't like a nice surprise? Well, exactly. And if you're going to have a, I mean, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not like a a princess tiny meat queen either. Yeah. Now, princess tiny meat. Do you know where that comes from? Not no. at all. <laughs> that was a. They used that was they used to call um, Montgomery Clift. Is that true? Really? Yeah, because he was the most beautiful man in Hollywood, but apparently he was hung like a hamster. Oh, be damned. And that was one of his tragedies. I guess it was. I think that would be a tragedy. It drove him Well, that, that, is, that is a tragedy for a man. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think people quite understand. That is a tragedy for a man to have a micropenis. Yeah, yeah especially, especially in the gay world, especially, oh. especially in the underground old Hollywood gay world. Oh, yes. Where it's just everything is whispers. Yes. You've got to think oh, people yeah. are talking about you. Yeah. No, when we, I'm holding a toothpick. I mean, not a toothpick. What is this called? A pop. I had a, a lollipop, lollipop stick. <laughs> lollipop in stick. my hand. Now, is this 
what are what a micro penis looks like? No, no, no that's nothing, a, that's a clit. Is... <laughs> that's a clit. Come on, no, okay. micro penis. Can, I've I've been with guys whose penises were actually Scott's holding as the top big of his as the top pink. of my pinky finger mm-hmm. erect. Yeah, and I pretend, and I'm I have been and and that erect. Yeah, like 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 a mushroom cap. Oh wow. boy. And I felt so bad. Yeah. And I tried, and I did everything. It was the best acting job I've ever done. <laughs> sure. Like, I was so enthusiastic. You got to put it on. I tried so hard. To, I didn't want, because I knew that this would be some a burden this person would carry the rest of their life. So right. I was de- determined to make them think that I'd never seen anything like this before, which was true. <laughs> and and then I think he kind of looked in my eyes and he saw the my spirit leave my body <laughs> and he pretended to fall asleep. Oh no. It's one of the most heartbreaking hookups I've ever had. Oh, Cause God. I thought he just knew. And I, uh, so maybe it wasn't a good acting job, oh, but what a you did the carry. best you could do. Yeah. Was this someone you saw again? No, no, no. It was a long time <laughs> ago, but you know, you knew, and he was a good looking guy. And you just, oh, and I had another good, I had a, a friend we were, that was one of the most beautiful guys in the, in the world that we knew, like our gay scene. And he was, a, he had a tiny, tiny. Oh. <laughs> you have such <laughs> compassion when you say that. It's really touching. <laughs> um, but doesn't it grab the heartstrings? <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, I do feel bad. I do think it's something that it's it's a it's a difficult thing. I think yeah. to to carry through life. <laughs> yeah, and not a thing you can talk about openly. People do not. No, no right. No. Someday well, we will have that episode. Doesn't Howard Stern talk openly about having? That <laughs> yes, feels like a shtick to me. I do know? too. I think he's probably just. Average, average. Mm-hmm. for what is he six six or something? Yeah. So I oh, bet he's trying to just be like, I, don't expect anything. I height. think yeah. there's no way he has a micro penis because he would not have that confidence. No, he wouldn't. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that you have to have a big dick, but I think it def- it helps. plays in, and, and, and I think that definitely helps. But I, I'm pretty sure that his is shtick. Yeah, Howard Stern, by the way, classic horse, of course. But oh l- yeah, but literally looks like a horse. Yes. And yes. you don't always have to look like a horse to be a horse, but anyway. Okay. Uh, tell me about other birds. I feel like I got muffin. Yeah, birds. Birds. Out. I am a. I am probably. Idris Elba. A, bird, a, horse, or muffin? Muffin. Because he's perfection. Yeah, yeah. Maybe muffin, horse uh, he's hybrid? A, he's a horse. I would oh, say. Oh, come on. He's a big black stallion. Oh, come on. He's a horse. I, I, but I, th- I think. But muffin also has something muffin, to do with. Muffin? Do you think like, of a muffin top? No, like, no. That's not sexy. No. It's it's not even about sexiness, and it's not even a. But it does have something to do with um like the the symmetry and the, of a muffin. Um, yeah, a muffin. I, I don't want to symmetry. say the word roundness because it's not about that. So you can be a, a, a muffin can be a very thin person. Oh, okay. We'll come back. You to still this. have a, he Jeez. still hasn't picked a bird. Yeah, I'm a, I, well. The, the truth is, I I, I'm not proud of this. I'm probably a bird who is. Aspiring to be more of a muffin that's, and not fully pulling. That's you know what I mean? All gay men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot. Yeah, that's the only thing that we worship is beauty. Sure, that's pretty true. much. Yeah, is that? No, I, 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 yeah. Daniel Craig, horse. Oh, that's a really good one. I would tough, still say. Uh, can I not call him a bird? He could be a bird. Yeah, he's kind really? of. His face is. There's so little. Uh, Meat on his face. Yes. It worries me that the bones are going to break through. Oh, You're a, yeah, yeah. You know, and that makes me think of a bird's face. Yeah. <laughs> okay. A bony bird face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say both of you are muffins. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Please. I mean, I don't mind being thought of, thought of as a muffin. Yeah. No, well, mu- it's a muffin nice. is the most aspirational. Oh, oh great. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. then, good. Good. Congratulations, yeah, thank Scott. You. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. I'm a muffin. Yeah, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> we did it. Well, What's muffin, your boyfriend? What's your boyfriend? Classic muffin. Well, you had to say that. He is. He is. He's, and he's, he, is he gorgeous? He knows that he's proud of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's a cute uh-huh. Um Tell us, let's go back in time. Tell us your coming out story. Oh, it's. Uh... <laughs> okay, that a just bad for, for the listener, we are getting the gas <laughs> face. Scowl. Oh, God. <laughs> Why would you have to bring everything down? <laughs> is it there was so much fun up here in the ether, <laughs> and now you have to like bring us back into the muck. This is We're what the, the people muck. want. Mm, do they? Yeah. A coming out story from my era. Yeah, they're absolutely. never. Pre- they're not pretty. Well, I mean, I, I came out very late, um, and and I think that's probably why I'm alive. Yeah. I think if I'd come out younger, yeah. I'd be dead. So. In other, so in that way, my coming out late was actually a good thing. Um, I came out. I mean, I went to four years of acting school and didn't come out. That's how closeted I was. Holy cow! Uh, that's I mean, but I grew up in a different era, and also, and then when I finished school, I, st- I my final year, I started saying that I was bisexual. Um, and then I told my parents. I think I was probably twenty four. Before I really came out, I told my parents, and they disowned me. Is that true? Yeah, they disowned me. I was dating a black guy at the time, so I threw everything at them. I'm like, gay, I'm dating a black guy, he doesn't speak English, he's got dreads. So it was everything they feared. Yeah. And I don't think they even knew they feared that, but the moment, every, all the things that I laid out were the things they feared. And my father, I remember on the phone, my mom crying, and my dad screaming at me and saying, you're no longer my son. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I know. I didn't know this. What year is this? This would be 1982. Uh, okay. 83. So, okay. long time ago. And AIDS was happening. Yeah. So, you have to remember, it was a very, and then, so I had a very difficult time because I came out, and then once I did come out, it all came, it all kind of happened at the same time. I, I came out, I met the kids in the hall during that year. Um, AIDS hit like a tsunami. All these things came at once. Mm-hmm. And um, AIDS was the worst. I mean, it is, it's obviously the, the defining event of my life. There's no question. Um, uh, it, but, you know, it was like you spend your entire life as a, you know, a game person hiding, trying to pass. And you think you're the worst thing on earth, the worst thing a man can be. You're just garbage. And then when you finally get the courage to come out the world tells you there's a disease that's killing you so therefore science is proving that you are garbage yeah so it was a perfect storm of self-loathing which i don't think i'll ever get over and i'm very honest i mean i'm very i try very hard to and I, i i put on a big show but deep down i don't think i'll ever get over it like I look, especially in the world we live in today, you think you should be so happy. And I, I just don't know. Some part of me is so scarred that I'm not quite able to join in the festivities. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking. I know it's sad. I, even when I say it, I'm, it makes me sad. Of course. Yeah. If, if you're coming of age and you're out and you are a, a gay man living your life in the 80s and you are still here, you're a survivor. Yeah. 
you know. So and then I, you know, and then and then I came out on. I mean, I really came out. I came I'm within a, you know. Then I joined the kids in the hall, I, and then I was on stage. I was, I mean, I was openly gay in the '80s. That was a nightmare, and um, so. You know, you know, I, ju- I jumped off that cliff. Once I, once I opened the door, I went, poof, I just jumped off. I didn't. What else are you going to do? What, and also, there was a very much a kamikaze. Fe- my feeling was, you know, well, I have no choice to come out because if I stay in the closet, that's immoral. I thought it's immoral if I stay in the closet. I cannot stay in the closet while I watch the whole world around me collapse. I can't. So, you know, and I don't regret it, but I, I, I did, you know, suffer the consequences that I wasn't quite aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wasn't quite aware of how deep, um, uh, how much the world hates fags. Yeah. Still. I didn't quite read. Oh, absolutely still. Yeah, absolutely. And so- We're still the lowest of, I think, of the social groups, mm. gay men. And do you still feel that way about coming out? Do you still feel there's a responsibility? You mean like if you're in, in the public eye yeah. and you and you let's say you depends on what you do. Like I don't make any judgments for what other people do, I mean, even though I just did. Mm-hmm. But that's a different time. And I understand why people did. I get it. Because there's no way all these people that had these amazing careers, they wouldn't have had them if they'd come out. That's absolutely true. I, I, I'm a testament to that. But they have to live with themselves. Um, if you're in the public eye today and you're and you you know, let's say you're an actor and and you make a to-do about your girlfriend or a fake life, then you're garbage. Yeah. But if you really, if you want to stay in the closet, I don't really care. Like if you're an act, especially if you're a male, it's different being a female. I mean, a female um, star, an actress I can be gay. She can be bisexual, not a male. You know, so if a male wants to be, like a, a man wants to be, I hate you, male and female, it sounds so technical. Mm-hmm. But if a man wants to be an actor and a movie star, he can't be a movie star. And he cannot be a leading man if he's openly gay. That's In 2018, yeah. that's absolutely still the truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Zachary Quinto's not um, a movie star. He's Spock. Yeah. <laughs> I just saw but him in, a, not, in a History yeah. Channel show. Yes, I yes. mean, you can't. It's still, and I think it will get worse, not better, as the, because the movie industry the tel- is, is, is more global. And, and people here have no idea how homophobic the world is. Right. And the world is really homophobic. And the Chinese, the Africans, the Middle Easterners, they're not going to be watching a movie star who's openly gay. James Bond is never going to be a gay actor. No, not a, no, no leading man is. There, there, there isn't one. Yeah. There, there aren't. Yeah. There still isn't. I mean, there might be some oh, leading men who are Oh, no, revealing. there's tons. But there's none that are open. Right. So, anyways. And that will continue, I think, even when the young kids now yes. who don't ever have to think twice about being gay and who like come out when they're 12 or whatever, mm-hmm. when they're 24 and getting acting jobs, it's still going to be the same way. Do you think so? I kind of do. I, I, I do too. Like, I mean, you could be a comedian, I think, but even yeah. there's, there's still no openly gay male comedians that are stars. Stars. Yeah, not really. There's Scott Thompson. I'm not a star. Disagree. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm a cult, I'm a cult figure. I'm not a star. 
No, we'll see about they, that they, once they, we get to I'm just, Montreal. I'm just not. I'm just not. Mm-hmm. I'm not a no. I'm not. I'm not a David Cross. I'm not. A, I'm not a Sarah Silverman. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a Kumail. I'm none of those people. Right. None of them have broken to that level. Not one. No one. Yeah. Not Guy Branham. Not James Adomian. Mm-hmm. No one. Right. Today, and I think one of the reasons is gay men are the the least supportive minority group on the planet. Oh, yes. without. Oh, a doubt. Nothing of worse. our own people. Of other, I mean, of. Oh, of, of women. Of oh, sure. of women. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Black women. Oh, I, I mean, oh, I, God. Yeah. Yeah, I say this on here a lot, but it's, you know, Guy Branham is a, is a, the host of a talk show that is very funny that is on national television. And uh, <laughs> like none He's of the blogs never and magazines mentioned write about in him. pop in, yeah. in, in the gay pop culture ever. world. Ever. None He's of us a are genius. Not yes, he is. Ever. Yeah. None James of us. Adomian doing amazing things. Never mentioned. Never. And I mean it's funny because they're the, the generation after me. And I, I, I thought by then it would be different, but it's yeah. not. No, it's not. But if but truly, I mean, you know, whatever. The guy from the Arrow uh, reveals he has a gay cousin. That's it, that is it's the that's top the, fucking story. Oh yeah, that's or the like cover about magazine. Or the yeah. guy who plays Spider Man goes, "I'm gay and everything, except I don't have sex with men." Who is that Woo! asshole? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like no, unless buddy, until there's a aren't. cock in your mouth. Yeah. No. 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 That uh, being a homosexual Nothing. is having sex with men. That's all it means. Doesn't no. It's not about. It's not about um, going dancing. It's not about being able to dance or no. knowing where to put the knife and fork or having yeah. a sense of color. <laughs> Those are just side benefits. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, you know what I mean? They're, uh-huh. Yeah, they're, they're they're like it's yeah. like chemotherapy. They're like you know um, the side effects. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. But they're not the main thing. No, they're not the main thing. No, and it's great that you're emotional and vulnerable and all that. The the definition of of manhood and masculinity should right. expand to include not all those being, things. But it's not the same thing. No, no. It's, not. it's not the same thing. So I hate when men do that. Yeah. I hate when straight men kiss each other to prove how unhomophobic they are. Right. I loathe that. Yeah. Oh, I can't stand it. I also can't stand when comedians impugn a person but but especially when they're liberals by by pretending that like Donald Trump how they always pretend oh he's sucking Putin's cock shut the fuck up yeah stop that sucking a cock is not the worst thing that a man can do and you should know better oh but women suck cock too I go no cock sucker is a faggot I just I don't like it and I'm not super sensitive but I don't like that at all the only uh, the only exception I take with that is that but I know that in Donald Trump's mind and in Vladimir Putin's it doesn't mind, matter. that is the worst thing. You, you can't. Can it's, you're still using what you're. You're. Basically, you're still saying that the worst thing a man can be is a homosexual. Still and the worst type of homosexual is a passive homosexual. Mm-hmm. The bottom. Mm-hmm. So it's bottom shaming. It's female shaming. It's it's everything. So it's like if, no, it bugs it bugs the hell out of me. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I'm not super sensitive, but that one. That bugs me. And it is relentless. It's relentless. And it's liberals doing it all the time. And I can't stand it. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be one of those, you know, finger wagging people. But that one, and people say, oh, no, they're not being uh, homophobic. I go, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. They are. You're using the. You're. 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 You're throwing the. You're saying that that's the worst thing that a man can be. It just. Anyways, I hate it. Yeah. 
But anyways. <laughs> well, back to your story. Oh, yeah. So so then so now it's the 80s, you're out. Yeah. Kids in the Hall is happening. You're I mean, life is great in many ways. Yeah. I mean, and at during that time, are you dating a lot? Are you in um, serious relationships? Uh I had I had my first real um uh, I guess love affair. My first real relationship happened um, when the kids in the hall were brought um, down to New York by Lorne Michaels in 87, 88. When Lorne discovered us, he said to us that I'm going to bring you to New York for six months. This is a crazy thing what he did. I'm going to put you up. I'm not going to pay. I'm going to give you an allowance and I'm going to make you do. I'm going to basically work you and you're going to do whatever I say. And at the end of these six months, if you've developed a following in New York City, I will try to get you a TV show. So that's what he did. He, he brought us to New York under the table without papers. He paid us in cash. Wow. We go to SNL. <laughs> I know it's hilarious. We go to SNL like every week. We see Lorne, daddy, and he'd give us like a hundred bucks Seriously. And then he'd say, you're going to open for Rita Rudner. You're going to open for Jerry Seinfeld. You're going to open for these people, blah, 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 blah. You're going to be at Caroline's. We'd have our marching orders. And at the same time, we'd meet every day at um, the Braille building to write our special. And at the end of those six months, we got a Rolling Stones cover. And they said we were the future of comedy. And Lauren said, okay, I guess you did it. Yeah. And th- but that's when I met my boyfriend, my first real boyfriend, Bill Coleman, who was a, a young uh, writer for Billboard magazine. Mm. And now he's a manager and all that. But that was my first um, major relationship. How and that long happened. Were you? We weren't together that long. We were together about the whole time I was in New York, the six months. And then when I moved back to Canada, we still started seeing each other a little bit. But it was less than a year. But that was my first big relationship. That's big. And, and that was my, you know, I was very young. I just started having sex. And then the next one would have been um, uh, Satranga, who would have been um, from, that was my longest. That, would have, that was three years. He was a Brazilian guy. And that happened during the Kids in the Hall. Like I met him, I guess, 1990. I was with him throughout, through most of the Kids in the Hall. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I probably could have still been with him, but I, I had that, you know, I, I think I kind of, wrecked it on purpose because I thought I can't get famous and then be saddled with a boyfriend uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I had that thing you yeah. wanted to fully, yeah, fully I, I, enjoy I, the well I hadn't I, I wanted to sow oats yes yeah. and so did you oh I, I had a very very good time yes I mean you know I, even though I, 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 I've spent my entire sex life under the shadow of HIV I managed to get through it and I'm negative which is to me is the greatest accomplishment of my life and um, I have still managed to do everything <laughs> that any that men can do to each other and <laughs> so I'm quite proud of that so um, that is, yeah, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I think that is an accomplishment. Um, but I, I, I love sex. I think it's the greatest thing on earth. Um, yeah. So yeah, I've, I've had a, I've had a good time. How and I you, continue to do. I still have a sex life. I how, how do you meet people now? I don't go on. I'm not an. On, I don't go online. I'm too. It's not that I'm. I'm not. I mean, I, I'm. I'm just famous enough that I can't. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you do, or when you have? I'm assuming you try. I, I, I've never been on Grinder. No, no. I'm just terrified that someone will go. Oh my God, I'm grindering with Scott Thompson, and then his friend goes, "Yeah, make sure you write it all, then we'll post it." I right, just, right. Yeah. I, yeah. And I'm so easily drawn in, and I get, I go from zero to dirty like that. 
You know what I mean? Sure. Like two, it's hello, and the next thing is, oh yeah, you like it like that, you like it like that. Come on, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, push it out. That you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I just, I just know I would be revealed as a complete perv, which <laughs> sure. is fine. I'll, I'll admit to that, but I don't want to. I under my terms, sure. So yeah, you don't want to give someone context. So that's kind of that that that's held me back a lot. Um, and so, what are your terms? How how are you meeting people? I now? have a couple of I have a couple of um, uh, can we say fuck buddies? Yeah, you have a couple, I have I have a couple of fuck buddies that I've met. And I mean, I I have to be honest. I'm I'm really old school. My, I I was a, I was a real bathhouse Betty. <laughs> yeah, I'm not so much anymore, but definitely, I think it was good. For, I liked it because there's no digital trail. Which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. They, you know what I mean? No one knows. They can say, oh, I saw Scott Thompson. But they can't be sure. Right. Unless they had sex with me. And also, they, they, don't, be sure. they might not want to even say that they were, the, you know, they might Well, that's some. part of it. So I use shame mm-hmm. um, for positivity. I think that's very smart. So <laughs> yeah. you one, one might, uh, if they're lucky, catch you at the hammer uh, one night. What's the is hammer? That, is that? Am I saying the right? You're pretending know. to not know it. That's so sweet. Well, I'm, well, no, the I'm, slammer? I'm talking the slammer. slammer. I'm trying the to slammer. reference a classic homophilia. I've been, to, yeah. I've been to slammer. Sure, yes. sure. sure. I mean, of course, I've been to slammer. Yeah, I've been to Clyte. I what? don't know what that word. I don't know is. what that is. No one does. <laughs> it's what. And I even feel bad mentioning it because I don't really want the world to know. Well, it's the oldest bathhouse in Los Angeles, one of the oldest gay bathhouses in the world. And it's in downtown Los Angeles. And it's fascinating. Okay. It's like over 100 years old, apparently. And so what? And it's almost exclusively uh, Latino men on the down low. Uh huh. So it's a fascinating place. And I liked it. Is it is it very hard to get to? It's is not, it like- and it, it doesn't. It's not advertised in any of the of the gay papers. Like most gay men, have never heard of it. It's not part of the official gay world, but it's part of the official down low Latino world, and that's. I like that world. That's very interesting. Yeah. K-L-Y-T. I can't believe I'm even saying it. I'm supposed, I really, someone's going to be waiting for me outside going, uh-huh. with a gun going, <laughs> boom, a, a silencer. Yeah. Because well, it's like, so. What a beautiful way to, to die. But Midtown Spa, I'm definitely familiar with. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Midtown Spa. That's downtown. Oh, okay. Have but you, I, I don't do, I, I'm really, right now, my sex life is pretty, as they say, can't piss poor. And uh, I, it's, uh, I, I don't know what it is. Um, I'm still horny as hell. I'm just trying. I feel like um, it's time for me to, like, I really need a relationship. Yeah. And I think that if I, I'm trying to stop having sex because I feel that if I don't have an outlet, I'll have to find something real. Uh-huh. How long has it been? It's terrible to it. You mean like a real, like a real relationship? Yeah. Uh, 17 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a terrible confession. Not it's, at all. Some people I mean I've had never have them. I, I had like a a, a a a fuck buddy that I fell for, but he didn't fall for me. And um and I and so but that's it. No, my my last real relationship was a, a French guy named Joel and that that ended in 2000 and that I've not really had a relationship like that since. No. No. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And how with your the current fuck buddies? How do you yeah. create just, just the two? How do you create boundaries so that it 
they just well that it. that's the problem i mean i i i think that it's probably not i'm i'm probably um not um strung the way that i think i'm strung like i i eventually develop feelings right um so um you know um so which means i'm going to have to like but at the same time it's an interesting thing when you have a, a sexual partner that you're not in love with mm-hmm. and you know you're not going to be in love with it feels somehow it comes to a point where you're like what am i doing then yeah yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's not that I, I, I have nothing. Of course you can have sex with anyone. A, a, a man can have sex with, a, with, with a, a smoke ring. I mean, I understand the way men are strung. Mm-hmm. But, you know, eventually you need more. And um, I'm at that stage right You're now. You're at that point. Yes, I am. And, you know, and I like these two guys. But there's just no way it's going to, it's going to turn into that. I I have a recommendation, which is... Doing something in the online dating realm that is not grinder or scruff. You mean like 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 a joint like uh, eHarmony or one of those things? Yeah, or Tinder What's or Tinder? something. Because Tinder's for straight people. No, no, no. There's gay people use it too. Gay Tinder. And uh, th- because the the nice thing about those is that first of all, like public people do use them. They do. Yeah. So and there's nothing like I don't think there's any stigma attached to it like negatively or that it's like it's not even though people use it as a hookup site sometimes there's not that sort of sleazy sexy thing attached right. to it right and so so you can use it for both purposes you can meet guys and just hook up but you will be meeting them under the guise of like going on dates well, and then maybe and i'll then look maybe into tinder into then else. i just assumed tinder was straight no, I mean I think the straight people dominate it like they do dominate everything. Like about five Sam years, Sam just ago. gave us the okay. He was uh-huh. like, <laughs> about five years ago, I did a I did a thing where I you know I signed up for one of those um, you know online things where you, you you put your you know your profile in and then they you know a log an algorithm will set you up with someone. I went on a couple of dates; they were all disastrous. Um, but maybe it's time for me to do something like that again. Dip I think toe, it is. Dip a toe. Yeah. Dip a toe in there. Yeah. Do it, and then yeah. we'll discuss it in uh, Montreal. Well, uh, we'll talk. That's uh, only that only gives me a week. That that's true, but okay. that's plenty of time. But in Montreal, can I do it after Montreal? Montreal is such great bathhouses. Okay, sure. <laughs> yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> Scott Thompson, thank you. Thank you so, so much. much. Thanks. This what was an honor. It's so Cathartic great. and revealing. Yes. Is it too revealing? Not no. at all. You guys were too revealing, though. Never. Yeah, you like it revealing, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> That's my voice. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Classic muffin, Scott Thompson. Thank you. Wow. Oh, wow. Scotty, 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 Scotty. Scott Thompson. Lord have mercy. That was a fun one. Uh, if you're in Montreal this weekend, uh, go see him. Come see us. Yeah. When we we drops, can't give you any more information because I don't know when or where we are. By the Yeah. And by the time this comes out, our show will probably – oh, no, no. This comes – who cares? The day before. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening on Friday, you still have time to get yourself to Montreal. I think we're at noon mm-hmm. in a room. Yes. So just ask around. Yeah. When in Montreal, ask around. People as soon as you know. get off the airport, people will be buzzing about the homophilia show Certainly. at noon at, Certainly. at JFL. So, you know, you can just kind of follow the crowd. And as in Mamma Mia 2, here we go again, probably what will happen is a large dance production number mm-hmm. that will lead to our door. And you know we will I mean? also be d- doing choreography on the shore at, at, the, at yes. the hotel to yeah. greet you. Yeah, and there we'll will all be hug. yeah billowing linen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Come on out! Come, Come on, on out. out! Come on out! 
Um, next week we have. We should just say it now. Should we drop it? Should we drop the bomb fucking, now? For I those mean, who've made it this far, bucket list guest. Yeah, Dan Savage is going to be here. He's coming next week. Oh my goodness. I feel like it's going to be a really interesting conversation. I have a hunch we're going to talk about non-monogamy and musicals uh-huh. and a bunch of other things. Yep. And hump and hump day. Oh, that's right. Porn yeah. on porn on porn. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you've got the hot tip if you made it this far into the episode, which why would you? Yeah. I mean, they probably want to hear whatever Earwolf ad comes after. Oh, that's <laughs> so, true. Do we have a, I don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Everybody, thank you. Dana, thank you. Sam, thank you. Ben, thank you. Listener, thank, thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank yeah. you, Earwolf. Thank uh, you, Dave. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Abba, for the music. Yes, and thank you, Scott Thompson. Dollar Dollar Shave Club. Oh, Dollar Dollar Shave Club. Uh-huh. They deliver everything that you need to look and feel and smell. Your best. Do they have shampoo? Yes, they do. Do they have conditioner? Yes, they do. What do they have? Body wash. Absolutely. Toothpaste? Yes. They don't have hair gel. Oh, uh, do they? Do they happen to have a wipe that would leave my tush feeling tingly clean? Yes, they will. And will they make us talk about it? Yes. Yes, Yes, they will. Two yeses. Two strong yeses. And here's a great way that you can try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club products. Matt? For just five bucks, you can get their Daily Essentials Starter Set, which Mm -hmm. comes with... Body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's. Yes. Those are the butt tingly delights, which yes. are peppermint flavored, and they are so so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, their world famous shave butter and their best razor, the Six Blade Executive. That's right. And then to keep the blades coming for a few more bucks a month, you can add in shampoo, you can add toothpaste, anything else you need. Check it all out at dollarshaveclub.com/homo. That's dollarshaveclub.com/homo. You as a consumer are not required to say butt wipes, but we are. Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season 3 has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, Season 3 is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, (laughs) Jazos. Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.